This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air. You're listening to Hear Us Say with Renisha on Otago Access Radio at 105.4 FM Dunedin. Um, Rama, everybody, welcome to another episode of Hear Us Say. Um, I hope you all have been doing well. Um, my apologies for not recording two videos the last two times that I was meant to premiere and you had to listen to one of my repeat episodes, um, but I'm happy to be back. Um, life has been a little bit crazy, but thank you for being so understanding and then being with me again today. Um new seasons coming up um christmas the holidays are coming up so i wish you a very warm um christmas and i hope it brings you a lot of happiness love and joy peace as well um and hopefully is covid free for next year um but let's not hope too much <laughs> um but i have the very lovely um Brickin joining me today um i'm gonna let Brickin introduce herself and then we're gonna talk about how we maybe met a little bit and then we're gonna get into today's episode so Brickin, go ahead okay hi so yep my name's Brickin. um I, so last year I graduated from the University of Auckland with a BA in English and Psychology. Um, Thank you. And uh, what else? Uh, But I'm currently, currently I am working in, um, as an ECU teacher part-time in a little garden. (laughs) And uh, what's it, what else about me? Uh, The other thing is that she says tentatively, um, she writes, <laughs> she tries to write poems, um, and has had some successful yeah. publications, which is very nice. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's me. <laughs> yeah. Maybe she can share some of the poems later if she wants a little bit. Maybe. maybe. I actually, maybe I could. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I have this little segment at the end sometimes in my episode where I get the guest to, I guess, share a quote that's really um, important or like close to them. Mm. Um, so maybe instead of sharing a quote, you could share a little bit of your poem and, you know, get our audience interested in maybe giving you a like or whatever that may look like on your side. Yeah, sounds good. Okay, awesome. All right. Um, so should we dive into the questions? Sure. Yeah. yeah. Oh, actually, I met Brecken like years ago. <laughs> yeah, years ago. Years ago. Um, and we have promised each other to do um, catch up, but it mm-hmm. never happened. It's, but it's just never happened. happened. Yeah. <laughs> Over Zoom, like today think, is the day. Today is the day. Yeah, yeah. Today is the day. Finally, we had a um a little mashup right before the shooting where I wasn't recording the past episode. Yeah, um, so we had to start all over again. Um, I hope it entertained um, a little bit, but of course it did. <laughs> let's get into the questions. I'm embarrassing myself. <laughs> okay, Richard. Um. Oh, by the way, guys, we went over the questions um, 
a little bit before we started recording so that we we had a couple of questions lined up for what we're going to go through um but i don't know the answers or how Brickin's gonna go about these questions um so it's all new to me and i'm really really excited so the question the first question um in making opinions and again just a reminder if over time you guys are forgetting we have personal level interpersonal and societal level and each um level has sets of cards um, and Brickin has chosen from the personal level, which is also called the mapping opinions, um, the question of how do you describe your own race? Um, and a couple of sub-questions underneath that is what has shaped your views about your own race or what has shaped your views about other people's races? Um, so Brickin, do you want to do you wanna hit us a start maybe? Um, and you can further dive into, I think you wanted to talk about Kiwi culture a little bit as well. So um, yeah, there you go. So how do you describe your own race? Okay, well, um, so for everyone who doesn't know, I am half Chinese, half English, yeah. but born and bred in New Zealand, lived here my whole life. Um, so like for me, when I think about what my race is, it can be, it's like really interesting because I guess like I can pick, I can pick which one, like I identify with more or um yeah so I think for me I would say that for me my race is like Chinese yeah yeah but but like uh, because I why I chose this question is because I just think it's like really interesting when you are like um like multiple different things Mm -hmm. and like if I said like sometimes if I say to someone who like is from China yeah I'm like I'm Chinese and they're like no you're not (laughs) yeah and so and so like you know how there's like that um there's like that interesting divide where sometimes like you can say like I can say I'm Chinese Mm. but like I don't fit yeah with that certain thing but then if I was like, oh, but I'm Kiwi, even like some people would be like, but you're not. Yeah. <laughs> so I just think that's really interesting. Yep. Yep. I like, I like how you mentioned, um, you know, how we at times choose which identity to pick up and, you know, I guess which hat to wear for which mm. Um And sometimes, you know, when you said that, depending on the crowd that you are with, um, for your instance, you know, I'm Fijian Indian. Mm. Um, so when I'm on a call with people, back at home in Fiji like my community I don't feel Fijian Indian enough just because of the number of years I've lived in New Zealand yeah to you know people here I don't really feel um a Kiwi exactly Mm. because you know my values and beliefs and everything that I've been doing till date has been quite rooted with what things have been happening in Fiji so like there's this contrast sometimes I don't even get some of the um Kiwi culture stuff um but it is Mm. what it is um yeah and I sometimes when people talk about not being enough to fit in a certain you know group or certain um community it it kind of does put your confidence a little bit lower than um Mm. what you initially thought it's going to be so yeah it's fine that um when we kind of talk about which sort of box or race or ethnicity we fit in it's it's kind of hard to navigate your way around um when you don't really have a 
I guess like when you don't really relate to both or yeah relate to one more than the other mm. yep yep you do was that the sort of like conversation this was going to or did I yeah yeah no no that's exactly it because like I think you well I like as going back to the question like what would I define like my race by yeah. is like I kind of I like kind of love the idea that I am like a mixture of lots of things yeah yeah um but it is true like sometimes you can feel like you don't necessarily yeah. like fit into one or the other yeah. well I guess like you might feel that yeah but maybe it's when it is when you're like around other people that yeah. it's like you personally don't feel like you do fit that enough and it does yeah it doesn't it does make you feel like less confident and less like sure of yourself yeah yeah but I think yeah yeah and that's that's quite true and then I think on the other side of the coin you know you have that um pride that sense of um community that sense of identity when you represent not necessarily represent but are one of the representative of your community Mm. Um, so when I am sitting in a in a meeting with a government official I feel so um empowered by my community that I can raise one or two voices from there um collectively on that team So while, you know, you struggle with this identity on a personal level, when we talk about race in general as an idea, um, it's just a great feeling knowing that you belong to certain communities um, and that you're different, not necessarily from the others, but different among everyone else. Mm. Um, And that's that's a great feeling. Um, You know, being of a different race means that I can speak another language or two, um, which makes me stand out in the crowd and, and I can always be grateful to that. So I think when I think about my my race, um, it's a sense of pride, a little bit of mm. on the sides, but that's okay. Mm. And I think it's the same with um, with anyone else's. I, I love to hear people speak a different language around me. Um, yeah. For me, like just shows the diversity that I live in and, and the amount of opportunities there is for me to learn and grow in. So. Mm that's kind of like my point of view when it comes to um, how I feel about other people's race. Um, I'm sorry if I just jumped onto your conversations. <laughs> <they> totally. <laughs> no, I totally agree. I think that it's like, it's, it is that Yeah. There definitely is like, it does feel, you feel so proud of like who you are. And especially like, yeah, if you're like that one different person amongst like a whole lot of the same, yeah. It does. It does feel like, yeah, I'm speaking like for all these people who've come before me. Yeah, 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 yeah. Definitely, definitely. Oh my god. Okay, moving on to the next question. <laughs> um, if you have when? Oh, sorry. Actually, when have you changed your mind about something that you were passionate about? Um, and one of the like sub questions that I guess comes with it is um what or who influenced you to support this change? Um, And I think like to explain this question a little bit more, whenever we think about, you know, I'm changing from this life part to another, there's a lot Mm. of, I guess, stigma um, that, you know, probably you couldn't do the first plan. That's why you're changing it around to the second one. And Mm. a lot of the time people, people sort of like remember that about you and you feel a little bit judged when that sort of um, instance happened but mm. I think again when you bring the conversation of being passionate um if you're passionate about something you know those judgments are worth taking for I believe yeah um, so when have you changed your mind about something that you were passionate about 
Yeah, so I chose this question because like this is kind that's kind of been like my year because so I so I graduated last year. I finished my degree last year. And then I think like I'm sure this is just what everyone goes through. Like you finish your degree and you're like, oh what now? (laughs) And it's like, and it's like that was your whole identity. It was like something that you would you did for such a long time. Mm -hmm. And then like it just ends and then you're like I have like all this life now and what, like, what do I do with it? Um, so basically like, yeah, I, so I finished my degree and I was thinking, yeah, what am I going to do with this? And my initial, my initial like thoughts, maybe as I was like, when I started uni and as I was going through uni, I was like counselor, I think I'll be a counselor and, um, or I'll definitely do something like with psych with psychology that is definitely something that you would know is to do with like my degree um but like as the year started and I was like well I just need to find like a job so that at least I'm like gaining experience at least I'm earning money um and I and the other the other thing is that I'd always been like super super passionate about kids like even if it was going to be something with psychology it would have been like child psychology or like youth counseling like something like that um I just like had like a thought like in the back of my head which was like why don't you try like why don't you just try ECE like kindergarten why don't you just see what it's like and um and then like go from there and I like and I knew that like a lot of like lo- love them, bless them. Like that the people in my family were like, don't, <laughs> please don't. Like you like, I w- that, well not please don't, but like we want you to like have a really stable job. Like we want you to have like enough money. We want you to be like happy and um, financially secure and all those things. And yeah. they didn't really, I knew they didn't really think that like teaching would be it. And also like that maybe it's like a, like a waste of my like my degree or like my intelligence (laughs) um but I did it yeah and I I started in like May this year and like as like the year's gone on I've just been like secretly to myself just like I think I love this quite a lot (laughs) (laughs) I think maybe this is the thing that I should do with my life maybe or at least like for the next little while (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And like, and I think that it's been, it's taken me a while to like come to that conclusion because I had to be like, this is not what I, at least like not for my near future, what I planned for myself or where I thought I would be. But like, if I'm happy and I'm like passionate about it and I really like love going to work, Mm -hmm. then like, that's a good like that's a great thing like that's what everybody wants so yeah so that's the thing that sort of changed for me over the year and so I've become like super passionate about um ECE yeah yeah and from the little snippets that you post in your Instagram and I and I can vouch for that you're pretty much enjoying (laughs) it um and that's that's beauty I guess of sort of growing up as well and being surrounded by even though you know people who kind of um criticize you or like mm. you know sit on the other side and say is this the right option for you they sort of like 
also what they do is motivate for mm-hmm. you and kind of like prove it that I actually think that I made the right decision. But yeah. So much. For saying exactly. That. Um, mm. And that's why, you know, whenever I have a conversation with my dad or my mom, even though it can be quite confrontational about who I am or what initially was planned for me and how I'm going through that, I think it just keeps me motivated um, to go hundreds about my passion. Just mm-hmm. I know that at the end I'm going to make them proud and I'm pretty sure your parents are very, very yeah. proud. I think and it's also like I think that I the thing that I've also learned this year is like life's so long and yeah. like I think you like especially for me like when I came out of uni I was like what am I gonna do and like, I was like oh this is the end of the world like I need to choose something right now yeah. and do it forever um but like I just yeah I don't think that's the case yeah. and like if you I think if you follow your passion regardless of whether like you stay like regardless of whether I stay like in ECU for like my whole life I still think it's like the right direction yeah 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 I am pretty sure you know like and I think this is the conversation that I kind of have with myself every single day is that um while change is quite scary um Mm. if you have the passion then your journey has been a memorable one regardless of where you go and you know things don't remain constant I am pretty sure in the next 10 years you know you're not maybe in the same branch of what you do right now but same Mm. same area just because that's that's where your passion lies Mm. and if it gives you a purpose to get up every day and smile and go to work and come back even though you had the longest day ever but (laughs) good about yourself and confident I think that's a valid enough reason why you should change um you know and do things that you're passionate about instead and you I'm just so happy for you that you actually did that because it takes it takes guts and I've been in that position myself mm. change my degree from you know trying to get into med to studying politics um mm. it has been a huge jump for myself and that conversation with my parents has see been- well like for me for you I'm like a totally see you doing like politics and stuff not me (laughs) why does everyone caught up earlier maybe we could (laughs) maybe we could have bypassed this yeah maybe we could have it's it's all part of the journey yeah yeah and to some point I wouldn't have it any other way you know um Mm. because what I've learned in this way is probably the lessons I would have missed if I took the shortcut couple of yeah so I'm really really grateful for um for you and the work that you're doing and the and the passion the area of passion you have um, and also for this conversation so thank you for sharing that it's not thank the you is this conversation to navigate your way around at times it makes you a little bit emotional too <laughs> um but yeah okay let's move on to the next question I think I always muck up my English a little bit because in my head I'm saying that in Hindi and then I have to translate. Um, so I'm <sighs> sorry if my English comes out a little bit wobbly. No, that is fine. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so I guess it kind of um, is off based on the last question, but not really. Who or what influences and feeds your worldviews? Definitely my family. like 100% that's probably the main thing um so my so my parents are divorced um which was like a huge thing for me when I was younger um 
So like a lot of it like comes from my mum, and I just love her. (laughs) Um, She, she basically just like her thing is um, respect, like respect for the people around you, regardless of like race, gender, like, you know, whoever they are um, to just always be respectful and to listen and like not make any judgments before you have all the information yeah. that like other perspectives are the most important thing. Um, yeah. 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 And definitely what else? Um, probably like, I guess, I guess working, yeah. like working in, a, in ECE, like you see, you see like lots of different kids, lots of different families, yeah. but also it's like you want to make sure that you're always providing them with like love and care um and what else maybe books yeah I do a lot (laughs) a lot of reading um and like I just yeah I just think it comes back to like I love hearing like lots of different perspectives and that aren't always necessarily like my own because I feel like that makes me better if I can understand someone else's point of view yeah and someone else's like story and walk of life that might be just like completely different to my own I think that's super super important and I think it's a very I guess to some point a very um unique sort of um a skill to have in today's society where everyone has an opinion um based on mm. opinion um and to some point not you know that well-informed opinion as well so you know social media I always bring it up is that it, while like sometimes i'm humble with the amount of knowledge that i get on that you know on, on that space sometimes the things that are on there not even like reference to the right source and you have this problem mm propaganda about this different community you know being promoted in the other and then there's like lots of hate um for no reason just because of this couple of headlines Mm. you know looking good by some media platforms so I really appreciate and respect people who take the time to sit down and actually go through different various um perspectives and opinions um be it through a book or be through just listening to conversation of different people and then building upon that and seeing where you reflect and stand on with your own, I think that takes a very special skill to have, especially in the today's society that we live on. And, mm. and, and yeah, it's, it's so true when, um, when you mentioned that, um, you know, a lot of different like spectrums teach you quite a bit. Um, and constantly learning that is also like one of the things that, a lot of people kind of like get overwhelmed with as well. So I, I find it really amazing when people have amazing worldviews, but not only that, but it's also well-informed um, by different mm. people and not get overwhelmed because I'm studying politics and I tell you sometimes conversations get more overwhelming than it needs. I can to imagine. Yeah. Yeah. Um, especially when ideologies, are, you know, based for, um, mainstream population where minorities don't really have a space mm. or just ideologies that were developed by um, white men and doesn't really mm. of, let's just say women in general to be honest <laughs> yeah um, but still, you know having having to listen to what they have to say and you go like while you know that 
makes me scared and worried. Mm. It does raise, raise one or two good points as well. So taking that and really critically assessing what people tell you and how they tell you, I think yeah. it's, it's, I think I, def- it's- I definitely agree though with the, like, it can be overwhelming sometimes when like, because yeah. I think uh, like a lot of the time too, it's like, it's hard to have like conversations like these because people do like have their own opinions and have their own beliefs and like can be very easily upset by them or like get angry at what you say, which like totally understand because they are like, you know, it's like what you believe to be true. Um, But like, if you don't, like if you don't have the conversations, like just in like, like, you know, like a conversation like this, just like normal, like, I'm listening, you're listening. I'm yeah. not like me, you, maybe you'll say something and I'll be like, I don't know if I agree with it, but I'm not going to like yeah. attack you about it. Like an open conversation about these things is so important. Yeah. Yeah. And they teach you so much as well. Like, you know, the, I think, yeah. And uh, like, I always, um, like I say, I always respect people who are open to hear other people's thoughts, um, but also speak of theirs because I think that's where simply sort of like the um, intersectionality lies, right? Um, mm. One would share their opinion and their personal journeys and how you sort of provide space for all of that, each one of um, person's, you know, um, feelings and emotions into account and then sort of like make a final judgment. I think that's yeah. sort of courage. Um, yeah to do you know and that sort of for me is where intersectionality would play when nobody is left felt out of it as well mm. um I guess like also it's like that's like the sweet spot like if we like have these conversations mm. then like all these beliefs and stuff are gonna like intersect and then that's like where like the thing that maybe is like gonna be best for everyone or is like a solution to a problem like kind of thing yep Does that yeah. makes sense yeah. It does, and and I think that's that's one of the reasons why I do this show, is because you can't just sit down, have a yarn, you know. At the end of the day, if things don't really look good for you, we can always, you know, not speak of it. Um, mm-hmm. But if these are conversations that you need to have, and you're willingly open about it, then we we want to provide you with that space. So that was the basic idea for this show, and I'm glad it's being reflected in the episode. So yay. <laughs> Okay, let's move on from the personal level. Thank you so much for sharing your, I think personal level can be a little bit intimate for a lot of people to go through just because it's like deeply rooted of what you are about, who are you, um, tell mm. me more, you know. Um, so let's let's build on to that, onto the interpersonal level. Um, mm-hmm. Talk about race a little bit prior in our um, first set. So I'm going to ask the question, what racial stereotypes you are aware of? Um, this could be in your community, you know, overseas, wherever you see it, however you see it. I definitely think there are in my community. Mm-hmm. Um, like there's a lot about Chinese people um, and like, I mean, uh, yeah, like, you know, like we're like bad drivers or yeah. like really good at um, maths or, although like, I think, I think stereotypes are so interesting. Again, that's why I chose the question because yeah. like um, I can remember in my, one of my psychology classes where we like learned that um, 
oh now I've forgotten what it was but it's like something like the ba- like the basic that everyone has like a basic understanding of stereotypes mm. and that it's actually like just your understanding of stereotypes that can like perpetuate like yeah. racism and discrimination and all those kinds of things because like that's so interesting it's like it's so interesting right um and like I can remember like I mean like take for instance like Chinese people good at like maths and science and stuff like that's like a it's kind of harmless like it's not it's not necessarily negative but it's kind of it's still like an assumption and it's still like putting you in a box yeah yeah and then I also think like when you have a stereotype like like that like if you don't actually meet it either then there's like repercussions for that too mm, mm. that's so like interesting. super interesting yeah yeah and like and I think sometimes people you know people defend stereotypes on basis of it's like being harmless to some point mm. again the uh the whole concept about Asian being smart in you know certain subjects and then you know non-Asian not being smart or whatever that mm. like um especially math like this is even an, a thing like my DC community my Fiji mm. community has as well that you know you, you need to be good at maths you're mm. from ethnicity blah 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 and while it's harmless and sort of like it's kind of reflected in the community that people are there who are really really genuinely smart in that area it sort of creates like that pressure on people who not necessarily are, you know, um, mm. and the whole idea of um, like removing the whole concept of why does a stereotype need to exist from the first place mm. to complement individual for who they are, not necessarily um, where they come from kind of thing. Mm. So yeah, and and I agree. It's, it's, re- it's quite interesting to see how some of the stereotypes um play out and then also get defended on the basis of it's like it being kind of like harmless while yeah like it's it's a compliment though yeah it's a yeah. I like it's I mean, a... like offense of everything it's a yeah um but like it's so interesting too because like you know how like you can have a stereotype that's like a, like put on you from the outside like someone who's not in your community yeah but then you can also like have that same stereotype like within your community. It's like perpetuated like by the people in the community. Yeah. Which I find really interesting too. Yeah. Yeah. And that's so true. Like most of the time about the maths thing that I've just mentioned, it's mm. by by It's like your grandparents. <laughs> <laughs> you know everything. I don't even need to say it, girl. <laughs> I'm here with you reading your mind (laughs) yeah yeah exactly and that's Mm. that's true and also like like have you had that feeling when you get your report I I had this a lot of times in Fiji like whenever Mm. you you know there's maths English science um art and PE or whatever you know my Mm. parents probably won't look at PE art you know, or English at all. It's the yeah. math and the science yeah. that gets the yeah. most attention. And when I get my result, the first thing I see is, did I do good on them? If mm. not, what are the excuses? Mm. So that's how, that's how the conversation would go around. And yeah, I think we're taking the stereotype question <laughs> to another level. Um, but yeah, that's that's how that's how like sort of like in trouble I found myself and the pressure that I had to perform well and mm. but, like to some point I did do okay you know I'm, I'm not the most genius person when it comes to maths but I did fine but yeah. I can only imagine like for 
people who don't even like it but have to pursue it for the reasons that their grandparents think or mm. like or the community thing is like mm. a good reason to but oh well um <laughs> this conversation <laughs> took another turn myself here but that's okay <laughs> um, okay right um was there anything at anything more you wanted to like add to the racial stereotype before we jump on to the other question um I think I think that's it yep yep yeah okay awesome let's jump on to question number um okay we'll go with this one when have you unintentionally caused harm offended someone oh (laughs) this is a very reflective question um yeah so I mean as soon as as soon as you showed me that question I was like I can think of something and it like makes me like inside um but like I think I don't I think I think it's kind of important to say because like I was younger I was definitely younger and I just didn't like I didn't know that it was like not a good idea so anyway I'll I'll tell you what happened it's like no it's like not a massive thing but I can remember like that moment and then like the moment after when I was like that was not okay um so it was like I think it was at high school and I was maybe like 13 or 14 um and it was like I was with my friends at lunch so it was like with a friend and I remember we thought it would be like a funny joke we thought it would be funny yeah um to like because I think my friend was coming around the corner or something it would be really funny to like I think I think we threw like popcorn at her like like as a like a surprise or something and and I can remember like she came around the corner and we did it and she and like the look on her face was like not like she was not happy and I can remember as soon as I saw her do that I was like that was not okay yeah like that was that was like too like too far Mm. but like I didn't realize that until afterwards yeah I was like yeah that was not funny yeah 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 I think those kind of instances like sort of like take you into a space where you're like am I even a good person I did that Mm. um Mm. but I think it also takes kind of a bit of effort to actually say that oh that was not okay for me to do um and I and I know you probably would have done something about it you wouldn't have just left it there um yeah I remember I like as soon as I faced it that I was like oh my god I'm 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 so sorry I was like I don't know why I did that I thought it would be funny I'm really sorry yeah yeah was it was it okay or did you guys talk it out it was it was okay after that she was like no it's all right and I was like I'm like I'm so sorry (laughs) Yeah, knowing you, Brecken, you would have said sorry like a million times. I think I did. She was like, no, it's okay now. <laughs> oh, but it's just the realization that you're acknowledging that you have done something. Um, mm. I think, again, you know, a huge amount of respect to go to those people. And it should be normal for people to say, like, oh, I'm so sorry. I like marked that up or I didn't yeah. do the right thing. Um, but a lot of people still don't do that in our community. You know, we're stuck in mm. it. If we have made a mistake, just move on from it rather than um, reflect on it and sort of like say sorry if you need to say sorry to someone. Um, and yeah. And yeah, thank you for sharing that. That's um, okay. No, because um, like I remember, because I think like I know it's like a, it's like kind of a small thing, but I can remember like that was maybe like the first time where I was like, I have like I have a like power yeah. and like and then like also like she's someone that like trusts like she has my trust yeah and, like I broke 
that trust mm-hmm. and I was like that is not okay yeah like I abused like the trust yeah yeah and it was like whoa didn't realize I could do that yeah and it doesn't feel good it doesn't it doesn't mm. well I hope it worked out for you <laughs> If it was probably me, I probably would have cried for like a couple of days and, you know, said sorry over text or something like that. But I I, think I did. I was like, I'm so sorry. I am so sorry. And she's like, it's, yeah, it's okay. And I was like, I'll never do it again. She was like, no, it's okay. And I was like, I'm so sorry. You probably got irritated from your sorries afterwards. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. She was like, I can't be this girl's friend anymore. She just keeps apologizing to me. It's been seven years. Oh, you still apologize for it? No, no, I don't. Okay, okay. I was like, Brian, that's too much. <laughs> no, I, mean, I don't know what I'm doing right now. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. I think for me, um, and I, I think a couple of times shared this with the, um, during the episode is that, um, especially in the space of advocacy, you know, sometimes you are hyped up to feel it in the way that you represent a whole society or a whole community um, Mm. and you need to represent their voices um, on the table and stuff like that. Um, And while I think that's quite true, it is always really, really, and I had an experience where, you know, um, I went to like a meeting with um, members of my community we were sitting down and I was um, I knew that I went with a lot of um, questions in my mind because some things didn't go the way that I hoped it would um, and to some point my um, questions were justified but when I was engaging in that conversation with all these people from my community members um, and while I tried to you know represent the collective voices that our community had I don't think I necessarily was I was um, mm you know, expressing my concerns, my personal ones. And while nobody corrected me and they were quite proud of me for speaking up um, and while it may have reflected some people's need in the community, I feel Mm. like that was my wake up call to always before, you know, you go to an important meeting with a government and see where you are meant to be representing the whole community. Mm. Like a conversation with your community members, the elders of the community, confirm if that, what are you going to say? about your community to this people this different group of people is what the community actually wants you know um Mm. so that was definitely a wake-up call and I've been humbled about that um so you know whenever whenever I am to make a judgment or I am to say this to this group of people who want to interact with me I always ensure that I am reaching out to at least two or three elders from my community Mm. two young people just having a conversation and see if we are sitting all in the same boat um and sometimes I think I have not necessarily agreed with some things that my community says but if that's the need that they have Mm. and if I am to represent them collectively I Mm. need to be sure that I have that sort of like diversity in my opinion when I go forward so yeah Yeah. one meeting really um did really did contribute to sort of I think I didn't necessarily cause harm to someone but I Mm. ended the journeys that my, um, you know, mm. adults, like the elders of my community had. So, um, yeah, still not the happiest about what the situation that happened, but it has been a learning lesson for me. Yeah. Well, I guess like it is, it can be really hard though, like in situations like that to be like, to like check in with yourself and be like, actually, what am I saying right now? Yeah. yeah. Like, should I, should I actually be saying this? Cause sometimes it just does like, come out yeah and it is like and it is really hard to be like 
maybe even if it's something that you don't maybe not even like don't agree with but like maybe that's like not that important to you but it's like important to a lot of other people and you have to say it for them like that is a really hard thing to do yeah like go you (laughs) yeah I am going now (laughs) (laughs) Uh, my mouth will get me into trouble one day just watch (laughs) (laughs) oh gosh okay let's move on to the next question thank you for sharing that um it's not that welcome to answer okay um so what's the difference between writing a comment online and saying something in person face to face i think it's like super easy though now to just write something online and i guess like i guess the difference is, is that you don't get to see like the repercussions of what you say right and it's like and it's super easy to just maybe also to just say something like in the moment like type it out it's like super quick and then like send it and it's gone already yeah although I guess you can't like that does happen face to face sometimes too where you just like in the moment you're angry and you say things yeah like I definitely think it is a lot easier in person to see like when you've upset someone Mm. and you're like or maybe like I went too far or that was like something I shouldn't have said but definitely online you can just you can just say you can say whatever you like (laughs) yeah and And there aren't really any repercussions for it yeah yeah and you can continue and I think like this is for me it's been quite interesting to see like a conversation become like a thread of 300 like text or like 300 Mm. comments underneath each other when people are trying to you know say and then say something mm. correct themselves and then you know say that this was wrong but this was right and it just never ends and I think mm. a lot of the time that's why you see nowadays social media posts being removed after um the comment section not looking that great um yeah so I think that kind of shows you the difference between um like would you say something to someone in person or would you not if it's behind you know behind a screen mm. um and repercussions you're right like I don't think necessarily anyone has shared this in the um episode in the um series before but Mm. that's all right when you reflect on it um one little sentence that you send to someone can keep a person awake at night and you know make them feel like the the worst mood ever for Mm. them for all you know just because you send them a text um but if you do that in person, you would be aware of that just because, you know, it's a conversation and there's emotions. Yeah. Uh, emotions involved. Even and there's though, like, yeah, there's other cues that you can yeah. pick up on. It's not just like what is being said. Yeah. 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 And, yeah. and you know, conversations on social media are quite limited as well, I think. Mm. You can say something to someone and, you know, delete or block them and they're out of your life yeah uh, but in person that's not how necessarily things work yeah you know especially if it's someone who you engage on a day-to-day level like someone at a workplace you know that's mm. why that's why you maintain good relationship with your workmates even though you know there are things that you probably don't get along with yeah it's because you're gonna see them every day right, exactly. yeah but on social media that's like I don't care like I'm gonna say mm. and while I think that's 
like very encouraging for people who find it hard to start conversation you know that you can say whatever you want mm. there are boundaries that some people need to draw in terms yeah. of um, what is appropriate for mm. you to feel empowered in yourself and say um without i guess if it is gonna offend anyone it will offend them and um, but how do you try from your side to prevent that aspect so it's it's interesting to see how conversations you know take turns online versus mm. in person um i know personally for me at times um what i write online i don't remember like i talk to a million people like yeah that's so true but if i had a conversation with someone in person i'd probably remember bits and mm. So it's not like a totally gone memory, but I hardly ever remember things that I do online. Like, yeah. what did I post last week? I don't know. I don't remember. Yeah. It. But what yeah. conversation I had with someone like last week, I would remember like not the whole thing, mm. but some pieces. So I think that's another difference. Like, you know, you don't keep track. You don't know how many people you mm. find, how many people you're cutting from your life. Just mm. because you have to say one or two things about um you know a certain situation versus in person you would make sure that you're not crossing your boundaries i think to yeah um and it's been interesting to see how the i guess it's not quite relevant but again quite relevant the hate speech law mm. uh, is playing out at the moment a lot of people are going like we have the freedom to speak and the others mm. are but there needs to be certain boundaries you know um yeah so it's it's interesting exactly. It is. I, and the free, the whole freedom of speech thing is like, is so hard to talk about because like, of course you have freedom, of, freedom of speech, yeah. but like, if you were going to use that freedom to like harm people yeah. and antagonize people, mm-hmm. then like, it's not like, yes, it's your freedom to say what you want, but it's like, yeah, it's, it's a harmful thing to do and it's not helpful. Yeah. Yeah. Totally, totally. And it turns and I think it just turns into like noise. Yeah. Like it's not productive. Yeah. 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 And I think it's when it's noise is when you don't remember things. So when it's mm. pretty, you would remember it. Mm. Well, that's the other thing. Like I guess maybe that's less with like people that you know online, but like with people who you don't know online. Yeah. Like I think a lot of people think people are invincible or like untouchable. Like they like it's different online. Like if you don't know them, you're like, well, they're or like if they're a celebrity or something. Yeah. It's like, yeah, you're untouchable to me. Like if I say something, it's like not going to do anything to you. But it's like there's still a person like behind the screen, and I think people forget that. Yeah, they're probably reading it and going like, why did I this life? Like this is not mm. what I'm to go through exactly. And I have a couple of friends who are not necessarily influencers, but like have a good following for. Mm. Different- what they do um and they do incredible stuff in their spaces you know but they get called out for little things um and humans make mistakes you know but to some point I think when you become like a person who is meant to be sort of like an influencer on social media you sort of have no room to make mistakes um there are there are boundaries of course you draw like some things are mistakes that shouldn't be Mm. or like would take I guess, a lot more effort than to just forgive them on spot. But some issues like, you know, conversations that are not necessarily correctly captioned um, in your own language and you're getting backlash for that is not the reason why I think someone should be having a bad day, especially this Mm. Um, Mm. And I've seen like how it drains the energy from one or two of my friends. So 
again, I think, you know, that's the difference. Like nobody would say that, or if that conversation happens in person, that would look like, Hey, I think that caption is wrong. Would you like to fix it? Mm. When you make that comment online, it looked like, do you not know how to speak English? Yeah. Well, that's, well, that's it. Cause you're like, you can't read well, you can read tone from like text, but it's like your own implied. Yeah like tone so like if you did read it some like something like that and you're already feeling like maybe insecure about like yeah. you've not gotten it right then you would read it and be like oh they're like attacking me yeah because yeah. you'd like other like you don't know otherwise like that's the text is all you have yeah 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 okay <laughs> um, I think that sums up the whole cards for us yeah um, yeah it's been it's been quite interesting you know and I really appreciate you catching up with me um, and catching up in this way because yeah not just like a normal coffee it's more like let's learn from each other yeah well I appreciate you asking me oh my god you had you had been on my mind (laughs) 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 for the series um for a while now um Mm. because like I've said you in in the meeting before like this recording is that like you were one of those people who were like oh my god you should do this you should do that so like Mm. early in my life when I was confused all over the place you were one of those people to jump in and say you should actually follow what you want to do um and I'm not sure if you remember but I think you said you go for it girl I think you you said something (sighs) and I remember then I was like yeah she's a she's one of those people who are going to cheer for you throughout your life so it would have been a shame if I didn't get a chance to sit with you and have a conversation um that's so sweet (laughs) (laughs) okay um I just realized that I paused the timer um (laughs) so me (laughs) but yeah uh just before we do uh sum up do Mm -hmm. you have for us or a poem for us that you wanted to share um I could read you a poem if you want I feel like I feel like you'll like it yeah um hold on because it's kind of about like um look this is where it was published Uh it's an actual real life book um they can't see that poetry new zealand yearbook 2021 yeah um but it's like a poem that's about like yeah being being born in New Zealand and thinking about like how like my ancestors before me came from China to New Zealand for a better life which meant that like I never had to think I never had to worry about um being unsafe or like yeah like where I was gonna go or anything like that Yes. Shall I read it? Yeah, go for it. It's called Diaspora Overboard. I love the word diaspora, by the way. Shuang Chu. Shuang Chu. When you were small, I wasn't alive. Repeating Shuang Chu. Shuang Chu. My pink Chong Sam, the little red packets that jingle from the $2 shop. And that voice in my skull, you're only half Chinese. You wouldn't, couldn't understand. With my fairy bread, mustard green track pants, chopsticks with a giraffe on the end. But I hear you in my head. Shuang Chu.
Shuang Chu. You are here. You are with me. Your township worry, a shuao de yopiao, a small male ticket, like buck buck and buck gong traveling to what they hope will be home across the broken continents of Shuang Chu. Shuang Chu. That narrow ticket ferried away. You are when you grow up here. A new life, but an ancient worry. Hand in hand, constantly repeating, Shuang Chu, Shuang Chu. As it becomes a gravestone deteriorating, a culture of gradual loss, the landlocked poetry calling across the Chijin de Haisha, that shallow sea gorge, and the mainland, Shuang Chu, Shuang Chu, is nowhere. But you are here, rocking violently as the boat jets the strait. No time for goodbyes while I plant my feet on solid earth every single day, knowing stability, feeling safe. So I keep the words in my brain, swish them around my mouth, let them feel strange. I'll try to make them familiar. <laughs> that was so good. Thank you. It kind of gave me goosebumps. I just. Oh. Oh. <laughs> I just love. <laughs> I don't know what to say about it. I think it's just like a glimpse of my childhood that I had in front of me. But. Mm. but it's it's beautiful I don't know it's just yeah that's that's all you sometimes can say it's beautiful and you left me a little bit speechless but thank you for sharing oh thank you Renisha oh that's (laughs) (laughs) okay stop Renisha (laughs) thank you so much Renisha it was it was it made me speechless yeah and it definitely was something that I connected to and I could see my glimpse of my childhood also Mm. oh I'm glad thank you for sharing that oof okay um (laughs) to the end of this episode I really really enjoyed um hanging out with you today me Um, too and I really hope we can do this in the future a little bit more um but yeah thank you so much and I'm just gonna close off the episode and we can do a little bit cut it after that um but thank you everyone for joining us for today's episode I think it didn't even feel like an episode after a while um because we were just so into the conversations um but Christmas is approaching this is uh episode that really two days before the Christmas so I hope you have a very good holiday um and I hope um you enjoy with your loved ones, with your families, um, if not, then with yourself. Um, and I think that's beautiful too. So thank you for joining in for today's episode. Um, stay safe, um, take care, um, until we meet the next time. See ya. You were listening to Hear Us Say with Renisha at Otago Access Radio at 105.4 FM Dunedin.